Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company, all right? We're a movement of everyday folks like you and me who are letting beauty break through the noise so it can transform our culture from the inside out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? You know, we're finally coming to the end of 2020. Uh, The holiday season is upon us. Thanksgiving is just a few days in the past, and Christmas is only a few weeks in the future. And if you're anything like me, you're still kind of fat and happy from all of last week's celebrations. And I hope, I hope, I hope that deep in your heart, there is some sense of anticipation and joyful expectancy, right? Emmanuel, God is with us. That is what we are about to celebrate in only a few short weeks. And it has been the most tumultuous year, certainly in modern history. Like we are all ready for 2020 to just kick the bucket and be done with, you know? And I think actually that's a desire that we all have for a fresh start. I mean, who in their right mind isn't eager to start over again at any key season of life, at any key moment, really, frankly, at the beginning of every day, who does it want that sense of a fresh start. And I do believe that is what Christmas is all about. It's what these next few weeks of preparation are all about. And today, I'm so pleased to let you know that Marisol, all right, Marisol Alisea, love good, extraordinary, director of operations, the the booking agent for all of our Fireside House concert tours right now. She, She does it all. And in just a few moments, she'll be sitting down with Joel Smallbone of For King and Country. All right, this is Grammy award winning arena touring for King and Country. And, you know, I sat down three years ago with Luke Smallbone. And it's so cool that now Marisol gets to sit down with Joel and to hear all about their brand new Christmas project, which, by the way, is en route to many of our higher level patrons as this podcast is going out. Very, very exciting. But you see, Marisol and Joel also hash out the realities of day-to-day life as an artist right now, right? When you're trying to make a living as an artist in a world that is still, for the most part, shut down by a pandemic— It's a dicey endeavor, all right? And this affects family life. It affects bandmates. It affects even what kind of arenas, what kind of venues you can even come into, right? Like most artists, if they're touring, they're doing drive-in theater tours. And we even get to hear a little bit about that right now. And we're going to be celebrating not only this seasonal package that's en route to all of our patrons, but also, again, celebrating this time of preparation, anticipation, and expectancy for Christmas a time of real hope and I hope of real joy for all of us. So kick back and enjoy the show. In just a moment, we'll be back with Marisol and Joel. Me and my drone 
Well, welcome to the Love Good Podcast, Joel Smallbone. How are you doing today? Top of the morning. Good. We're in El Paso, Texas, which is which is a tough town right now um, with with the pandemic. And my my wife's grandparents, basically my my, my mother in law, grew up here, and so we're doing a drive-in show, and so all my relatives in law are going to come tonight. We're going to c- celebrate Christmas. Drive-in shows are the way to go right now. I was I was skeptical. What did you think? Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. Right? I saw my, well, okay. It was Michael W. Smith and it was like May. Oh. I think okay. it was May. So this was, no one had done this before. This was not like the cool thing to do. This was like, people hadn't, it might have even before, no, it was May. People like hadn't really left their houses yet. So this was like revolutionary. Like, I can't believe we're going to a concert. This is crazy. Around that time, I saw an article of an artist in Denmark who had done a, a drive-in. And I, like my brain fell out of my head because I thought, this is genius. You've got, you've got your own, you know, your own safety zone. You've got your own air and cooling. You've got your own sound system. And so we've loved it. This is our second tour. We did together again a, a drive-in tour. We did about 20 shows. And then we're doing a drummer boy drive-in in support of the album. And we're literally, we're scanning. So we started in California and like did the Rose Bowl, which was amazing, by the way, and went through there, coming to Texas, Arizona, Florida. And so we're just doing like the southern border of the country. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for bringing music, live music and hope to everybody who really needs it right now. It's been a crazy year. And especially with Christmas coming, this is just the time to just like hold on to hope, hold on to like the things we've always loved, live music, Christmas. Amen. 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 Well, think about it too. You've got, you've got, you know, people love, what do they love doing at Christmas? They love going to see Christmas lights in their car. So we brought, we brought some Christmas lights with us to, to do like time it to the music and they love singing carols and you can't sing carols this. I mean, really, you know, like church service or carols by candlelight, all that stuff. We love that in Australia too. And so we're, we're doing a bit of that as well during the show. Love so, it. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, to start off, I don't know if you know this, but actually Luke was on the podcast three years ago. And it was actually the very second Love Good podcast ever. Second episode. Wow. And so I went back and I listened to it yesterday just to like see how it was, get a feel to prepare for today. And it was also in November and it was right before you guys released Live from Phoenix, the Christmas, the first Christmas album, which was also so good. And so I want to talk a little bit about the Christmas album. But before we do any of that, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners know who you are and are familiar with you. But just for those few who don't, why don't you just tell us a little bit about like who is for King and Country? What's your story? How did you guys get to where you are today? Yes, of course. So we are brothers, Joel and Luke, originally from Australia, live in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee now. So the 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 English dialect is about as contrasted as it can be between like you know Sydney Australia and and Nashville we grew up in a musical family my my dad was a concert promoter and my our sister was kind of a gospel artist Rebecca and James and when she started out she needed a road crew we were all teenagers we homeschooled at the time and dad who managed her and manages us was like well I got 
he's got five sons. And so he literally, Marisol, he put us all to work as the road crew and, and, and you know, stage managing, background vocals, lighting, and we did it all. And I think for Luke and I both, that's where we respectively fell in love with music. But we were kind of, we didn't get along very well growing up. He, he, he grew taller than me. He's younger than me. He grew, he grew taller than me, which I was very annoyed at, uh, number one. Number two, I think he's a better singer. He's just a talented dude all around. He's a better sportsman, which you, you can't, the younger brother can't be a better sportsman. And it was really music. When we started working on music together, that's kind of what reunited us as brothers. And so here we are. We've released three records. We've released a live Christmas album as well, aside from that. And then, you know, as of a couple of weeks ago, our first ever full-length Christmas album. Love it. And the Christmas album is kind of going to be the topic of our conversation today because most of our patrons already know this, but they, our higher level patrons are going to be receiving that album in their December package. And I love this album. I was telling you before they started the interview that it's my favorite of 2020, which is definitely saying something because there is that's a big deal. Very epic Christmas albums that came out this year. Yeah. But first, I want to talk a little bit about just like the drummer boy in general, because you guys have had quite the journey with the little drummer boy. I was thinking today, I was thinking about the very first time I heard your first version of The Little Drummer Boy. And I think I saw the video. And everyone should go and watch that video of your live performance of The Little Drummer Boy. But so that was came out in 2017 with your live Christmas album. And then you released another version of The Little Drummer Boy in 2018. And then now the whole album is kind of themed around The Little Drummer Boy. So like, what is the story with The Little Drummer Boy? Do you guys just like really relate to him? Is it just because you love the drums? Like what's there? Well, let me say this, first of all, a very high, high compliment because there's so many Christmas albums out this year, right? You've got and, and, and ironically, a lot of folks that we've collaborated with. So Dolly Parton, Christmas album, wonderful woman. You know, Tori Kelly, who, side note, let me gloat, was just at our Rose Bowl drive-in show, which was lovely to see them. Carrie Underwood, Megan Trainer, and the list goes on. And so to be put at the top of the heap, I know I know, Carrie's a, a close second, as you said, which I, I'll accept, as she should be. Maybe first. But <laughs> so, so Drummer Boy, though, Drummer Boy was, it's really been synonymous with the band from the beginning. So we released our first record in 2012. That's kind of what that, that was. 2012 was the year that the band formed. So we've been a band for eight years. And we were so excited just to be able to tour that year that we, <laughs> without a Christmas single or EP or Christmas record, we were like, we're just going to do a Christmas tour. So we booked this Christmas tour across America without any music to back it up. And so as a result, of course, we frantically kind of shoved ourselves into a, a rehearsal space. It was like an old factory. And we, for two days, we came up with kind of our own take on Christmas classics. And one of them kind of in the pile there was, was Little Drummer Boy. And in our opinion, we were kind of like, we've just done the most obvious thing ever here. Like this is a song about a kid playing a drum and we just put a whole bunch of drums on it. Like why didn't Bing Crosby or, you know, Frank Sinatra ever think about this? But it was, it went off even that year, like to, to the folks that came to the show, it was such an exciting moment 
that it not only kind of shaped our musical palette as far as Christmas music was concerned, but it also shaped the way we approached music in general, particularly rhythmically. And uh, so since then, we've done Christmas EPs and singles and Christmas tours and, and the live record that you mentioned, which was Drummer Boy on that. We put together this live in Phoenix video as well. And that video went viral, more, more viral than any video we'd ever done. And so when it came time, when 2020 hit and we were like, man, the pandemic, the social unrest, the racial unrest, the, you know, the political unrest, we were like, we just felt like Christmas 2020 was going to be this magical magical event and very meaningful and so it was only appropriate that drummer boy was kind of the the central theme of the album and the namesake of the album so drummer boy christmas because of because of our history and our love for that song yeah i love it so okay i also want to ask what's your favorite song on the album but i also want to know like a little bit more of this album's journey well, I'll ask, I want to, when we get to, I'll tell you about the journey, but when we get to the specific song, I, I'm, I'm, you got to indulge me and tell me what your favorite song is. I as will. Well. Okay. So, <laughs> so the journey, well, it, it was interesting because again, with the top of the year, we, we sort of known, hey, we want to start like really digging in and doing out. It's been a couple of years since Bow and the Ships released. And like this, this would be a really fun project to do kind of in between our regular programming if you will <laughs> and so we started pulling up you know Christmas songs we knew Drummer Boy was going to be on and maybe one or two other s- classics that we'd already kind of come up with but we started pulling up Christmas songs it was really interesting Marisol is like we, we looked at you know all of, you got the romantic side of Christmas you know you got the spiritual side of Christmas as far as writing and then you've got like the I don't want to say like the gimmicky but like the fun you know yeah, the fun, fun. the, the yeah. Santa Claus and, 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 and the mistletoe and all of that. And it was, it, it, it became very obvious very quickly that like, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire was not going to do the trick for us, you know, this year. It just felt like it was too much of a serious year. And, and, and our, our kind of job, if you will, on this record was to really dive deep into the spiritual side the, the the kind of Jesus interve- God's intervention with humanity 2000 years ago and what that means and and so as a result it's the most spiritual album we've ever done and and also we really wanted to tell kind of a a story that felt like it had a beginning a middle and an end so the first half of the record and I haven't told many people this but kind of the thought was the first half of the record is really kind of advent it's it's this longing for you know a, a, a new day which is so which was very apropos 2000 years ago you know in in Jerusalem in the Middle East it was like people were longing for a new era and I think it's very almost exactly you know at the same situation now it's very appropriate you know 2000 years ago you had you had the world longing for a new day the changing of the season hope and I feel like you fast forward to 2020, you have almost a mirror image situation where people are sitting back going, I just, I need hope. Like I need something to look forward to. And so this, the first half of the record really focuses in on this advent. And then the second half is this just proclamation and celebration of this 
this good news. And so we had so much fun with that idea of like how if we just go and it really focused in the lens for us too both in the classics we chose and then also in these couple of originals that we put together was like which is by the way side note a daunting task but we were like oh this this makes this this really focuses the lens on what kind of record we're making and which songs should actually be a part of it you know absolutely okay so that's actually really cool that there is like a first and second half i definitely got that feeling from the album. And that actually plays into my answer to your question, which is my favorite song yes. from the album. What is your um, favorite song or songs? You can go plural of the album. Okay. I have two favorites. The first is the O Come O Come Emmanuel with Need to Breathe. I love Need to Breathe. And also when I heard that song, I was like, why don't they collaborate all the time? Like they're a perfect match. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, fun fact, fun fact. We did the whole track without them. And then we reached out and like, hey, we sent it to Bear and the team. And, and this was all in the middle of quarantine. He sent his vocal back and I was so sort of shocked. I mean, I cried the first time I heard it. I was so shocked by how beautiful his vocal was, Marisol. I went back into the studio and was like, oh, I got it. Like I retracked my whole oh vocal my because of how, how good his was. So anyway, carry on. He's got an incredible voice. So good. And it's just, passion. it's the perfect, I think both of your voices together on in that song it's just the it's the perfect mix. It's it's just so good. And Love Good is releasing our very first Advent playlist and absolutely inspired by that song. That's the first track on the playlist. And that was the one that I listened to and I was like, we need an Advent playlist. I okay, so that. that's my first favorite. And then my other favorite is The Joseph's Carol. I just think it, I love, love, love the way that the first verse really captures. I mean, first of all, Joseph has always been my favorite person in the Bible. So wow. I just have a very strong connection there. Right when And I he's like the least it. documented guy in the Bible too. Yes, but that's what's so amazing about him is that he had this incredibly daunting role and this beautiful role that he played in our salvation. And yet we never talk about him. The Bible doesn't really say much about him, but the way he lived this, fatherhood mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in such a humble and beautiful way. And I think the song captures that so well, especially capturing like the first face-to-face -face encounter that Joseph has with Christ, which is the first encounter anyone besides Mary, face-to-face -face encounter that anyone besides Mary has with Jesus and the way you capture him. And then the way you also capture like these, this flow in of doubts, like how do I, I think you say father, the one to father the father's son. Like such a crazy, beautiful line of how do I do this? And then Mary just coming to him and saying like, I believe in you. Just like, mm, so good. That That's one of my, that's one of my top favorites too. It, it, because it is, look, you're dealing with some of the most nostalgic, beautiful music that's ever been written when it comes to Christmas, right? The, such precious memories are associated with these songs. And so it is frightful as a musician, you kind of set out and you're like, you know, who are we to, to think we could contribute to this kind of magical world of, of, of music with Christmas music. And so both with that and Heavenly Hosts, there, there was this angle of like, hey, we should, what are the kind of the characters in this biblical story that are, like you said, kind of un underrepresented. And I feel like you got, you know, Mary, 
you got Mary Did You Know, which, by the way, was on the shortlist for the record, and I still want to do a version of that because I love that song. But like, you've got these all these songs about Mary. You've obviously got a plethora of songs about Jesus Christ and 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 the wise men and all the rest of it. But but there's you've got this this character, like you well said, that's right in the middle of it. That, in my opinion, he's such a nobleman. He 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 could have divorced his wife. He could have even like I think associating the law kind of could have called for him to even like kill her i mean it was a severe situation when when she was pregnant kind of outside of marriage and yet his trust and his faith and his belief in her as a woman and his protection over them i mean in that moment with the birth but then also just beyond that and then and you know fleeing to egypt and whatnot the kind of i really picture the kind of husband he was and the stepfather he was as and again we don't know much about him but as a real courageous man and like you said there was this beautiful moment where jesus has just been born and everything hits like there's the the insufficiency for joseph of like who am i like i'm such a failure we're in a cave we're in a stable and he's laying in a food trough you know, is my wife okay? Is she going to survive? And then he, he's like, in my sort of interpretation of it, at least, he sees Jesus and, and is like, he becomes the first believer in Jesus in the world, you know? And Mary seeing him going, oh, I believe in you, Joseph, as a father, as a stepfather. It's just a, it was a beautiful thought. So I'm so glad that you, that's kind of the emotional heartbeat of the record. I, I feel that song. Yeah, and I just kept thinking about all of the fathers in the world, like hearing this song and stepping into Joseph's shoes and like having, I mean, I think every husband wants to like hear his wife look him in the eyes and say, I believe in you, you know, in his, in the midst of all of his feelings of insufficiency. And I think that's such a relatable emotion that fathers feel. I think you all just captured it so well. And to think that Joseph had this in the face of Christ, but that Christ was enough for him to be able to yeah, be yeah. And you, the and, father he's And you to touched, touched, touched on something really good too, and that is that, man, and I think this draw swings both ways, but a man's belief in a woman and a woman's belief in a man, it changes everything. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, from personal experience, my wife's belief in me as a musician and as a man is like, man, I, I just don't know. I think I would be a shadow of the man I am without her. And so that was another aspect of this was like, man, don't underestimate Joseph's belief in Mary and Mary's belief in Joseph and how much that changed everything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell us what's next for For King and Country. What are you guys working on? What's What can we see into 2020? Well, 2021. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, praise God. We yes. don't need another 2020. Let's, we are done. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're doing these, so we're, we're right, like, this is the second weekend, and we're just starting the second weekend of what what is a seven-week tour for, we're calling it Drummer Boy Drive in Christmas, like I mentioned earlier. And so everyone's very focused right now on wanting to make sure we, you know, we really see this through well. We I think we end on, like, the 22nd of December, so it's, like, right before Christmas. But there's just a lot of, as you as you well know with the country with COVID there's a lot of layers right now and so we're being very diligent in how to protect 
ourselves and stay healthy, how to protect our audiences that are coming to the shows and, and keep them kind of socially distanced and safe. So that's a real big focus. And then, you know what? I This has been a really remarkable year in a negative sense, obviously, for the world. But I, I'm very hopeful coming out of it. I mean... Yes, me too. The, there's, you know, you've got... There, people are exhausted, first of all, we should say that. Like the medical community and therapists and local leaders and national leaders, they're exhausted. I think pastors are exhausted. And one of the things I'm very hopeful for as an artist, and I feel like even what you all do, because I feel like these podcasts are kind of art as well and encouragement to people, is I think the next season of this is going to be on us in the arts community to help heal and mend brokenness because everyone else is exhausted, you know? And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm excited if I could use that terminology about the, the opportunity to be a part of that healing. And secondly, I'll, I'll say this in closing. This, this is a fascinating thought for the first time in, in our lifetime, the whole planet has a common experience. Creed, color, nationality, age, we, we've all been affected by this thing. And there's there's power in that, you know. And so I'm, I'm very hopeful. And, and I don't know what it means for new music or another record or work on a couple like kind of film ideas, but I'm, I'm excited to be part of the conversation for sure. Me as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the Love Good podcast. Before we go, just if you could just shout out your social media handles and your website so our patrons can check yes. you out. Absolutely. It's all just for King and A&D, not ampersand, and country.com handles, except for Twitter. And that's the num- number four, King and Country. Great. Well, everybody needs to go listen to this Christmas album. Everyone needs to become a patron so that they can receive this Christmas album in the physical CD, which who even uses those anymore? But our patrons love them, so we'll keep sending them. They're like, CDs are like, the compact discs are like the new vinyls. Absolutely. No, they're so great. But thank you so much for being here, and we hope to have you back another time. Let's not make it three years, though. Let's do it sooner. Absolutely. Sounds great. You know what I just realized? That's the first time that Love Good has released a podcast, an interview with an artist that was conducted by someone other than me. I mean, come on. Didn't she do a great job? Marisol, way to go. So cool watching her more and more take the reins of Love Good, especially with my new crazy life down here in Tampa, Florida. Really good things happening on so many levels. And right now, as you've heard us talk about throughout this episode, we in fact have a beautiful, massive package 
going out to all of our patrons across the country right now. Okay, that includes Hearth and Field, this beautiful agrarian magazine, first of its kind to ever release. It includes an article by me. It's got a lot of really exclusive love good moments because we're, we're putting out a love good commemorative edition of this journal. It's actually edited by our good friend, Dr. Ryan Hanning. So that's going to all of our patrons. Obviously, there's the brand new Christmas album from For King and Country. There's an exclusive autographed album from Jenny and Tyler that you can't get anywhere else. There's also kitchen covers, vinyl record from Drew and Ellie Holcomb. There's a brand new Love Good ornament. There's a brand new 2021 calendar, chock full of beautiful art. So if you're not yet a Love Good patron, Today's your day. All right, go to joinlovegood.com, become a patron. You'll get not only the beautiful package that's going out to our patrons right now as part of the, the winter holidays, it's also a chance for you to get some other really cool things that you only get when you sign up. And that includes, for example, the patron t-shirt. You're gonna get a massive package in the mail if you subscribe within the next 48 hours, all right? So go to joinlovegood.com, become a patron, join the movement that is reclaiming culture, that is pointing people back to the beauty for which their heart is made, a beauty that ultimately leads them to God himself, the truth of the faith that we are not alone, that, you know, the very truth that Christmas celebrates, right? That we don't have to save ourselves, that we are not alone in this great drama called human history, and that ultimately God himself dares to dwell among us. And that really does change everything and it elevates all of creation, okay? It means that everything becomes a veil behind which we can see the glory of God. Music, books, art, cigars, whiskey, you name it, all of that is a signpost to God and a veil behind which we can see his glory. That's what we celebrate here at Love Good. We certainly cannot thank all of you enough for being on board, for listening to this podcast. For those of you who are patrons, you make this movement possible. And again, for those of you who are not yet patrons, today's your day. Go to joinlovegood.com. We love you guys. God bless you. Have an amazing start to this Advent season, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Massive thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. If you like this week's episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, share it on social media, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and then join us on the front lines of building a better culture by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Our patrons get all kinds of incredible exclusive content, such as a weekly long form video of the podcast, a monthly live stream house concert with our artists, and a seasonal package that will raise your standard for music, books, and art forever. Thanks again for tuning in. It's an honor to accompany you as you change the world.